This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Welcome to the big show. I just about strangled myself on my headphone cords, but I survived and we're ready to go. Two big hours. Hopefully you'll get involved. It's always more fun when you do. 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talking text line. Old National Bank, get old. Uh, Tommy is here, so when you call in, if you're nice to him, you get to me. Good to be with you again, Tommy. Another big night. Oh, man, and I... I got some uh, some wonderful news right before the show that you were so excited to be here today. Your life, you said, improved exponentially, which I doubted for, with every fiber of my being. No, it's it's true. <laughs> yeah, you Does sound, that sound you believable. Sound sincere. You said, yeah, it did. You're a very good actor. Perhaps you, uh, you know, get yourself a Grammy award or something. The Grammy equivalent. We're for coming radio. for it. I know you are. Uh, our text question of the night at 855-616-1620. What do you think is the biggest problem facing the United States today? Now, I have a survey. I will reveal what the survey says later in the program. But until then, I would love to hear from you what you think the biggest problem in the United States is today. Uh, that, of course, 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talking text line. There you go. Uh, Tommy, it's a big Wednesday. Did you have any? Before we get started, because we always we always end up talking about it, do you have any fast food or culinary delights that you need to report on? Uh, I did not. No, I, I, I came in normal today. I had some okay. baked chicken wings for lunch. That's all I did. Baked chicken wings sounds healthy. That sounds good. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I uh, threw a little yeah. glaze on them and went on my way. All right. Look at you, Chef Boyardee. Very nice. Uh, and a follow-up to Monday's program at the end. It was Well, it was Justin Garcia's birthday, and there was talk that you two may, do, may have done a little after-hours taco johnning. Did that happen? Uh, considering Taco John's closes at 10 and I'm here till midnight, no, I, I did not have a chance to. He might have, though. Wow. Well, let's hope so. Well, either way, we're here, and it's a big day because it's another national holiday. Uh, today is G.I. Joe Day. February 1st is G.I. Joe Day. That's uh, We celebrate it every year because the toy was introduced to the market in February of 1964 by Hasbro. The toy was created by Stanley Weston, a toy maker who felt a toy should be created for boys like Barbie was created for girls. May, may have sounded out outside the realm of possibilities then, but it turned out to be a huge, huge success. One of the greatest ideas, people say, in toy history. G.I. Joe's took the world by storm. I remember as a young boy, this was back when G.I. Joe's were like 12 inches tall. They were, they were the full size, bigger than Barbie. Everything moved, and this was pre-Kung Fu grip. Uh, you know, I was around after the first couple years, when G.I. Joe had all different kinds of things. They had the action soldier, the action sailor, the action pilot. Uh, G.I., of course, stands for government issue or general issue. And G.I. Joe referred to soldiers during the Second World War. So there you go. They had one girl, G.I. Joe, action nurse. She came out. Um, the newer versions 
did well, but then they shrunk, and then you had the uh, television show in 1983. Hasbro merged with Marvel Comics. They released a comic book based on the toys. A movie came out in 2009. So it's very hard to find old-school G.I. Joes anymore. Snake Eyes is the most valuable of the vintage G.I. Joes. He goes for about ten grand, as does Action Nurse, which sounds like... Sounds like a film that I, you know, you used to see in an old stag reel. Yes, it's Action Nurse. She'll take your temperature. It's hot. Uh, G.I. Joe was discontinued because of poor marketing and low sales. Uh, it was invented to create an option toy for boys, and the G.I. Joe cartoon series was canceled. Uh, after the first season broadcast, it went on hiatus, and it never came back. Did you have G.I. Joes as a boy, Tommy? Uh, no, I did not. I, I never got into oh the G.I. Joe gang. G.I. Joe was... Now, because I'm, uh, I'm a couple years older than G.I. Joe, or a couple years younger, rather, than G.I. Joe. So by the time I was, like, seven or eight, everybody had to have G.I. Joe. And... This was back, there was no, uh, this was before the fuzzy hair and beard that G.I. Joe got. Like I said, it was before Kung Fu Grip. It was, the whole head was plastic, and there was a big plastic scar right on G.I. Joe's left cheek that made him look tough. Um, so, and, you know, he'd come, depending on which G.I. Joe you got, he would come with a different thing, maybe a rifle, maybe just a handgun, a couple hand grenades, different uniforms that you'd have to trade. And I remember getting these G.I. Joes, but I don't remember like what I did with them. I don't remember posing them or bouncing them, you know, pretending G.I. Joe was walking. I do remember having a G.I. Joe Jeep, but this was also before the time of motorized toys like that. It was just a plastic green Jeep, and G.I. Joe would sit in it very awkwardly and tip over to the side the minute you push the Jeep. But, man, it was the greatest thing. I remember seeing and the movies. We used to have, have, see, I've never seen the movies. I don't remember never if they're good the or movies, not. Never read the comic books. Uh, you know, I did, since I've been married, and I don't know where he is. Oh, I, I, I do know where he is. One Christmas, maybe two. 20 years ago, my wife gave me a G.I. Joe. Like, they had reissued some vintage G.I. Joes, and she gave me a G.I. Joe that for a long time I had in my office. I got to get it back out and put it up here with my Captain Americas because I'm a dork. Um, but, yeah, so I I had the G.I. Joes, loved them, and uh, so happy G.I. Joe Day. If you're a, a, a person of a certain age, because girls could play with G.I. Joes too, unlike... I don't know if boys played with Barbies, but I could see girls playing with G.I. Joes. Um, and that's probably a problematic statement that's going to get me doxxed or canceled, Tom. Yeah, now, now so, if uh, that you, didn't, you know, if the headphones didn't get you before the show, someone will now. Something's going to get, something's, I, I guarantee I will meet my end before the uh, finale of this program tonight. Something, something will befall me that will be tragic. Uh, but... It won't be G.I. Joe because now I, now I have to go down and dig that G.I. Joe out of I got to find that box and dig out the G.I. Joe. That'll be fun. Anyway, so happy G.I. Joe Day. It is also huge retirement day. Oh, my goodness. You thought one retirement was enough. 
How about three retirements in one day? We'll start with the biggest one and run them down. We'll do that after this. Don't forget the text question of the day. We're getting a lot of responses. I'll get to some of those. What is the biggest problem facing the United States today? 855-616-1620. The old National Bank talk and text line is Brian Noonan, WTMJ Knights. I don't want to go to sleep tonight when I can stay up thinking about you. And you know I always do. We're mentioning that today is G.I. Joe Day. Uh, texter from the 262 sent a list of official, in quotes, other recognitions for today. Not only is it G.I. Joe Day, it's National Freedom Day, National Get Up Day, National Dark Chocolate Day, National Girls and Women in Sports Day, National Baked Alaska Day, National Serpent Day, and National Texas Day. So if you can't find something to celebrate on this Wednesday, uh, you're not looking very hard. Talking about G.I. Joe's Dan's in Sebring, Florida. He wants to... Uh, jump in. Dan, were you a big G.I. Joe man back in your youth? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I wasn't. You got a couple of years on me, Brian, but I got a uh, G.I. Joe with lifelike hair and beard. That was a I had one of those. Yeah. Joe. You had the talking yeah, G.I. Joe? The, uh, yeah. Now and you're just bragging, you Dan. String. Uh, sorry, Brian. I'm not. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but you pull the string out of his out of his uh, heart or out of his chest, and then there are different lengths of string you could pull, and then there'd be word tracks that would come out of out of Joe. Do you and remember anything was, that Joe Get said? Ready for action, boys! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have a feeling Joe was yelling that all over the place. Dan, thank you for yeah. thank you for the uh, one making me feel bad that I didn't have a talking GI Joe, and uh, two pointing out that you're a few years younger than me. I appreciate that. That's the way to start the program. Oh. Feeling old and no, uh, having some FOMO for the. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Have a great night. Uh, yeah, I had the realistic hair and beard one too. It was always oh, fantastic. All right, today, uh, I'm glad it wasn't tomorrow, February second, which of course is Groundhog's Day. But uh, today, February 1st, we woke up with a severe sense of deja vu that was befitting tomorrow because today as we all woke up and we turned on the radio or we went on social media and we went to Twitter, we found out the heartbreaking news that we endured a year ago only to have that news reversed, found out that Tom Brady is retiring again. Tommy, do you remember where you were when you heard the fateful news? Uh, today or last year? Well, either one. I know both Both are very uh, moving. I was actually awake us. before the news broke today, so I heard it like right as it came out on the uh, wow. Twitter. I was up quite early this morning, but yeah, I, I was just sitting on, sitting on my couch, and all of a sudden my phone went off, and boom, Tom Brady was done. I, I think it was time. I mean... <laughs> Obviously, he couldn't play up to his standard anymore. No, and granted, now they didn't have, they had a mediocre season, but they did make the playoffs again. So he's not going out a complete, you know, it's not like won the Super Bowl two years ago and then completely fell apart. But no, I, I think everybody would agree, including Tom Brady, that he didn't, uh, he didn't, he didn't play up to what we expect Tom Brady to do. But again, he's 45 in a sport where, uh, a lot of guys are done in their mid-20s. And unlike last year where there was a big 
hoop-de-doo. This one, it was Tom on the beach, kind of gray skies down in Florida, befitting the, the sad, sad announcement. The wind was blowing, and Tom took to Twitter to say this. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So uh, I won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. He loves us all. And who doesn't love Tom Brady? Well, I guess anybody who roots for any team that was up against either Tampa Bay or for years and years, New England. A lot of people don't remember Tom Brady was drafted 199th when he came out of school at Michigan. Um, he was drafted 199th from by the New England Patriots, went on to win seven Super Bowls. Uh, do you think this one's going to stick, Tommy? Yeah, this one sounded pretty genuine, too, I, I think. And I th but everybody thought last year's was genuine. No, he made a whole personalized message and whatnot, and it sounds like, from what I was hearing, he didn't really want to go play for a new team. If he was going to stay, he wanted to play for Tampa again, and sounds like Tampa's going to try to move on from him, too, right now. Yeah. So well, I, if you're I don't Tampa, think so. can you blame them for trying to move on from him? I mean, again, he's 45. Now, sure, he's Tom Brady, and he, got you, he came in and got you a Super Bowl right away, but you got to look to the future. You can't be like other teams that go, oh, we've got this aging quarterback. We're not going to give anybody else a shot because he's our guy. He's going to be our guy forever. Mm. I, I relate to that too much. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I know. That's I, I, yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to bring everybody down. We're thinking about. We're thinking about Bucks and looking forward to Brewers before we get back to Packers. So I didn't want to. <laughs> I, I think he's done. I think that's it. It sure sounds like uh, he's pretty contempt with what he's done. It's kind of crazy. It'll be the first NFL season of my life that Tom Brady is not involved in. Yeah. So that'll be wild to see. And I mean, heck of a career. What, 23 seasons or whatever? Obviously. Yeah, he the leads best um I did not he know he was the league in just about every passing. I think he leads the, leads the league in every passing record. Uh, this year, he led the league in pass attempts and completions. Um, it was his sixth straight year that he topped four thousand or more yards passing. So yeah, he's he's done okay for himself. And I think a lot of people forget he was actually a part of the '97 Michigan national championship team too. So he's yeah. got a national championship plus seven Super Bowls. I mean, he's accomplish all you needed to with football yeah at some point you have nothing else to prove you have nothing and even to yourself i gotta imagine at some point you go you know because an athlete of that caliber they're always trying to get better they're always trying to improve themselves uh outdo themselves outdo their their rivals but at some point you have to sit back and go nobody's gonna touch this you know for now as of this point, I am the greatest of all time. I'm the man. Uh, I can I can step away. Here's my prediction, though. Mark the tape. And 
next year in about mm, late October, early November. A team that's in playoff contention could be Super Bowl bound is going to lose their quarterback. And guess who's going to strap on the helmet and come back no. in to try to make one more Super Bowl run? No way. Mm, all right. I think he's going to make a wager. How, how do you think he's going to be as a broadcaster? He's going to make more money as a broadcaster than he was oh, as a football gonna make, player. He's going to make sick money. 375 for, what is it, 10, 10 years? years? Yeah. Yeah. yeah $37.5 million a year. To talk about the game that he dominated, he, hopefully he doesn't go the Tony Romo route and start trying to uh, be the great prognosticator. He's gonna he's gonna broadcast until he's broadcasted the most Super Bowls, so it can be he's played there <laughs> and broadcasted the most Super Bowls of anyone in history. <laughs> well, he's got a lot of time. You know, you can broadcast till you're ancient as long as your mind works and your voice works. It doesn't matter if your body works. You know, if you're just a head on a counter and you can still, you know, you can still broadcast. So he's he's probably got 30 years of broadcasting. Maybe he'll start eating carbs he again to. now, too. Oh, he's going to eat. You think, you think he'll let himself go? No, How funny would no that way. be? If a year from now, you got like a, a Tom Brady weighing 325, uh, you know, he's wearing a 60 extra long. Right. And he's just hanging out. Tom, what happened to all those you know, supplements or what happened to all the workouts? Dude, I'm not playing football anymore. That's crazy talk. I'm not doing that. I'm a single guy. That's why he's not going to gain weight. Because now he's out on the town. Imagine if you're Tom Brady and now you're newly single. The swath you could just tear through the country. You could date whoever you want. Except Giselle because she's with a jujitsu instructor. All right. We got to take a quick break. Then it's going to be news time. Then we have some more retirements coming up that uh, shock the world today. And a uh, kind of a, a sad fact about millennials. Also, we'll get uh, some of your responses to the text question of the night. What's the biggest problem facing the U.S. today? 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank Talk of Text Lines. Brian Nooner, WTMJ Nights. How much can I be expected to tolerate? I don't know how much we can be expected to tolerate. It's a it's a hard day. Tom Brady has retired again. Um, I think that perhaps he will come back uh, next year midseason to try to help somebody win another Super Bowl. Tommy disagrees wholeheartedly. Don't know about you. Uh, also, we've got the text question of the day, or of the night rather, which is on the table. What's the biggest problem facing the U.S. today? We've gotten a number of answers to that. I'll give you a couple now, and then I'll read the survey that uh, gave me this idea to, for tonight from the 414. Drugs are the biggest problem in our country. They lead to violence, uh, leads to abuse. It leads to many problems uh, that should be on that list. Jeff in Fox Point says, I think the biggest problem in the U.S. is irresponsible and dangerous driving. From the Thread 5, biggest problem in the country is political division, which will likely lead to some kind of civil war. Uh, the 712 says Washington, D.C. politicians, party agenda, party lines. Uh, Doug says, to the question of the night, to me it's high food prices and the way they uh, inch them up like we don't notice, and gas prices, why don't they charge... Uh, why don't they change about every other day? Why do they change about every other day? All right, we will uh, we will get to more of those as you text them into the old National Bank Talk and Text Line at 855-616-1620. Tommy, you know there's always a conspiracy 
Always a conspiracy theory out there. Yeah. And one of our fine texters added to this conspiracy theory, a uh, texter from the 262 says, uh, and notice that the film 80 for Brady opens Friday. Yeah. Quite timely. Yeah, that couldn't look worse. You, if you put, and honest, I'm not being hyperbolic. If you put a gun to my head and said, you need to stand in line to be at the first showing for 80 for Brady, well, it's not the headphones or anything else. That's what would do me in. Who in their right mind? And I, listen, I respect the lead actresses in this movie. Jane Fonda, Sally Fields, Lily Tomlin. Uh, who's the, the, there's a fourth one. Rita Moreno. Uh, all fine actresses in their time. I don't even think women of a certain age are going to go see this movie. First of all, Jane Fonda is unrecognizable with uh, under some big Dolly Parton wig and all the surgery. But just the plot just seems awful. And I get it. Just from the trailer, I get it. Rita Moreno is horny and she's going to, you know, she's going to gawk at Grunk and everybody else. They're couldn't be a movie I want to avoid more than 80 for Brady. And if if Tom Brady really decided, you know, I'm going to time my retirement around this movie, boy, that could not have been a worse move. Yeah, I'm sure he's just I, retired because it's February. No no shot I'm going to miss it, honestly. I'm going I'm to have to see it because I, I expect you it to gotta be... you got to be kidding No, me. I expect it to be very terrible, and I'm a huge sports guy, so I, I'm excited to watch how bad it's going to be. I'm probably not going to go pay for it but i will watch the movie i promise that and i also was worried that brady was going to be in the super bowl booth because fox has a super bowl booth now but oh. that was quickly shot down by fox saying it will be burkhart and olsen it's not going to okay. be brady but i thought for sure he was going to make it all about himself so he could be at the super bowl this year that now, see, that conspiracy theory I like. And you brought this up. We were talking, and you said, you know, who loses out big on this is Greg Olson, who was a great player in uh, Chicago and then in Carolina, does a, a really good job in the booth, I think. Where do that? Does he, he gets bounced down to what? Second team now, right? I assume so. Second yeah. team, third team, yeah. I don't think they'd let him go. No, I don't think he he's... can't be. He's not making Tom, uh, Tom Brady money. No, no shot. But. He he does a good job, like you said. I'm a fan of him. I I'm. It's kind of uh, unfortunate. Yeah, it's um, it's it. Well, listen, you go with the marquee name, uh, Tommy. I don't want to get uh, your head too big. I don't want you to get uh, your you know burst your britches. But you're getting some love on the text line, uh, Brian. Whoever is your producer slash sidekick, he has the perfect radio voice. Just Ooh. saying, and that can be a huge asset in a radio career. So look wow. at that, Tom. You got a fan. That's Mike. Mike texting. I love you, Mike. Yeah. Thinks I'm nails on a chalkboard, but your dulcet tones, man, oh, man. Mike's digging them. Appreciate That's it. good. Yeah. Listen, listen. there's enough people who will kick you around in this business. Uh, it's nice to get a little, uh, a little admiration. Yeah, I, I take it with a grain of salt because there will be the ones who... Who tried to beat me down from there? Go ahead. Oh, I didn't read the thirty other ones. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I know. I just cherry picked the nice one. It's Wednesday. I don't want you to feel bad. Uh, <laughs> it's the last time we get to see each other this week. Yeah, it's like, all right. And then I don't want you know I don't want things uncomfortable next week when we're working together. I just want you to you know 
no, that's it's true. I uh, listen. I'm always happy you're here. Always happy you're here. All right, we mentioned uh, Tom Brady retired. Everybody knows that. Who else retired? The Blizzard of Oz. The crazy train is over. Ozzy Osbourne, who a lot of people thought probably had retired a long time ago. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne went on Twitter today and said he is uh, he's done touring. He just he has to cancel the show, the upcoming shows in the UK and Europe. He's continuing to recover from spinal surgery. He also has Parkinson's disease. The guy, the guy's in really bad health. And um, now his, he said his singing voice is fine, and his team is going to try to figure out where he can go uh, to do like a, a one-off show here and there, where he doesn't have to travel from country to country, um, because he's, you know, he's in his seventies. He's seventy-four. At some point. You could slow down a little bit. But, uh, and Ozzy, listen, Ozzy didn't look well when the Osbournes premiered 20 years ago. Ozzy was, Ozzy was kind of feeble back then, and everybody would make jokes about him. Yeah, you could have told me he but, was 84. Um, who did? Who did? I said you could have told me he was 84. Oh, and you would have believed it? Exactly. All right. Yeah, he's, he's, all, yeah, to say he's only 74. He's been, he's been old. For a long time, still, it, and what was weird is, you'd see him puttering around his house on the show, or you'd see him in an interview here and there, and he always seemed out of it. But the minute he opened his mouth to sing, it was like, "Wow, this guy hasn't aged a bit." His voice was still great. He was still Ozzy when he was on stage. Uh, he said, "I am honestly humbled by the way you've all patiently held on to your tickets for all this time." But in all good conscience, I have now come to the realization that I'm not physically capable of doing my upcoming European-UK tour dates, and I know I couldn't deal with the travel required. Um, my team is currently coming up with ideas for where I will be able to perform without having to travel from city to city and country to country. Maybe he pulls, uh, he pulls an Elvis live from Aloha from Hawaii. You know, a big satellite. Well, now it doesn't have to be satellite. Now it could be a big streaming concert uh, somewhere. And... And do that, but you know he was going on tour with Judas Priest, and uh, so now that's not happening. He has Parkinson's, as I mentioned. He had COVID. He's uh, he was in a quad biking accident. That's what that's what happened uh, that messed up his back. He had to have uh, removal and realignment of pins in his neck and back. At fifty, that would be awful. At seventy four, I can't imagine having to go through that. So Ozzy, retirement number two, and rounding out the retirement hat trick for February 1st, oh my goodness, shed a tear for Dr. Phil. Uh, but not too long. He's only, see, doctor, they made it a big thing. Dr. Phil is retiring. No, he's closing down the Dr. Phil show after 21 seasons, but he is planning to announce a strategic quote this is his quote a strategic primetime partnership scheduled for an early 2024 launch which will expand his reach and increase his impact on television viewers cuz that's what we need he's probably More just Dr. Phil start a YouTube channel or something and it'll grow big right away or YouTube TV deal something like that he'll be on a streaming platform yeah well the report says CBS Media okay so it could be something like that. But they Dr. Phil has... Uh, do they at CBS? Uh, I don't know I if they own Paramount. Paramount Plus. 
They might be. Could be. I'll, I'll look that up. Yeah, because NBC is Peacock. ABC, I don't know what ABC is. But yeah, Dr. Phil, you ever watch Dr. Phil? Uh, maybe a highlight or two here and there from something funny, but no, never seriously. No, Dr. Phil, he's 72. Another guy, you know, relax, Dr. Phil. Uh, you know, he dispenses a lot of advice. He a straight shooter. That's why everybody loved Dr. Phil. Oh, boy, he's just a straight shooter from Texas. Well, he uh, he also has been in a lot, causing a lot of controversy over the 21 years that he's been on the air over thing. Oh, Dr. Phil is a, is paramount. Yes, for the syndication, but I don't know. It's saying now his new venture will be with CBS Media Ventures. So, you know, he, he's responsible for the Cash Me Outside girl. You know her? Yep, Bad Baby. Is that is that who that is? Yeah, she became a rapper after. I knew she became a rapper. That was as far as my interest went. She made a lot uh, of money because of Dr. Phil. I know she did. She cashed that in. Uh, and now now she's on OnlyFans, I hear. Doing who knows what. But, <laughs> I'm sure uh, great he also He also has been uh, numerous times interviewed a woman who claims she was Eminem's daughter and was uh, pregnant by Jesus. So, Dr. Phil, uh, you know. He, he also, I didn't know this, he doesn't have current psychology credentials. That came out in 2016. He also doesn't have medical ex expertise. That came out after he said that uh, the COVID shutdown was going to be worse than the virus itself. So... I don't know, but Dr. Phil, uh, he's his show is leaving, and another show will take its place. Oh, my goodness. All right. If you are a millennial, I know you're used to being teased. I don't know why, but you get teased a lot. Well, we have some information that may increase the mockery coming your way. Parents, when do you finally cut the kids off? We'll talk about that and more after this WTMJ Nights. I'm not a professional doctor, and that's uh, in the hands of of, uh, of the doctors and, and people are, are are capable of, of making that call. That's Dr. Phil, not a real doc. Well, he's got a doctorate, but he's he was issuing medical advice and doesn't have psychiatric uh, credentials anymore. But he's moving. We did get clarification from our texter in the 262. Uh, CBS is a subsidiary of Paramount, so yes, Paramount Plus is uh, CBS, all that. That's where Dr. Phil's new show will be in 2024. The text question of the night, uh, what is the biggest problem facing the U.S. today? 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line, old National Bank, get old. Some more responses coming in on that, inflation and shrinkflation. That's uh, from Mike in Whitewater. From the 262, I think the biggest problems are lack of personal responsibility and value of the truth. Add to that a lack of parental skills. From the 773, one problem is that many Americans don't appreciate freedom. They need to do some research about what it's like to lose it and how it is to get how hard it is to get it back. Think you have it uh, so bad here? Ask any of the over 100 million dead because of communism and fascism what they have to say about it. Uh, Jeff is shocked that Ozzy made it to 50. From another 262, number two things are wrong. The radical Republicans are going to cause a civil revolt, and oil, and oil prices should be regulated, so we're not paying the stock price and only the actual cost of oil. So we'll take your text for a little bit longer, and then sometime in the next hour I'll read you the poll and tell you what this poll 
what the respondents thought was the uh, greatest problem facing the U.S. today. We were talking about that 80 for Brady movie, and somebody texted in from the 385, I live near Palm Springs in winter, and one of the premieres with the actors there to speak was here a few weeks ago. It was at a, another show at the film festival, embarrassing event for all concerned. Yeah, I can't. Uh, Tommy, good luck. Don't you think they know that they're making like a dumb movie? You have to. They know that. And, and a lot of actors will say, well, the, you know, the script, we, you don't know what it's like when you're shooting it because it all comes down to editing and putting in the music and everything else. But at some point, you got to look around and go, yeah, this is really dumb. Now, I get it. If you're a female actor of a certain age, you're like, well, there aren't a whole lot of roles for us, so we might as well do this movie. You know? Not a lot of, not a lot of people hiring uh, actresses in their 70s and 80s. So I get it. I get that they're, they're going to take it. I don't blame the ladies for taking the movie. I just blame anybody who's going to go see it. You know. I'll give you an update. But All right, please do. I want a full review. And I want to know what snacks you're eating while you watch... Uh, these uh, these older ladies gawk at uh, professional football players. All right, Tommy, this is going to hit close to home, and please know no offense is intended. More than 3 in 10 adults admit their parents pay for at least one of their bills every month. 35% of adults admit they still have at least one bill on their parents' tab. This is a new poll that came out today, yesterday. The top three expenses still paid by parents are rent, groceries, and utilities. There's really not much left after that. About three-quarters of the respondents uh, plan to take on these bills themselves within the next two years, but 30% of deadbeats admit they'll be riding the wave until they're told otherwise. Wow. If you're a parent, you better you better tell your kids now, which kind of goes to my question. Uh, when do you know as a parent when to cut your kids off? Because at some point, you know, unless there's a reason your child is an adult and still living at home, medical or something, that, that's a different story. So this, uh, this poll was conducted by one poll on behalf of Chartway Credit Union. Another 31% are trying to save money, saying it's cheaper to stay on their parents' plan, which I get. I know with, uh, with health insurance... You know, my daughter was able to stay on our plan until she was 25, and I think then when COVID hit, they extended it a year or so. So that's, you know, okay. But she pays her rent and her car payment and her utilities and all that stuff on her own. She just, you know, health insurance is ridiculous. So we can almost take health insurance off the list because I think if you're a uh, an adult child, which is an oxymoron, I guess, if you're an adult and you can still be on your parents' health insurance, you should try to do that. You should kick in, you know, uh, to pay your part. But if you can get on it, that's it. Uh, most respondents consider, that's 65%, consider having a good credit score to be an indicator of financial responsibility. Others uh, weigh lack of debt at 64%, uh, and the amount they have in their savings, 60%. In an average month, respondents have six different bills and expenses. We all have them. Utilities, food, auto insurance, Internet, rent, or a mortgage. And they add up fast. Duh. Well, welcome to the world. You know, it's hard. Uh, and it's strange because at this point, there's a lot of parents who are finding themselves in what financial people are calling a sandwich generation. 
So they're taking care of their adult children, but they're also taking care of their elderly adult parents. That's one good thing. My mom knows I don't have any money. So she's going to have to count on my brothers. But she's, you know, she's got her pension and stuff. She's not, uh, thankfully, she's not uh, for uh, forlorn. But uh, she knows I, she knows I can't, I can do stuff for her, but financially, and she wouldn't ask me anyway. Um, so yeah, now Tommy, I know you, you still live at home, but you just got out of college. So that's a whole different thing. I think, I think by the time you get to be late 20s, early 30s, that's the time I think people need to be out on their own, paying their own bills. Uh, admittedly, you my know, mother first... does pay my phone bill as well, too. But I do pay pretty much everything else. I got to pay it off car, well, that's good. pay for all my other stuff, but and the health insurance as well. My, I'm on my mom's health insurance, and I'm on oh, her yeah. phone plan. So. Well, Otherwise, like I said, I you just do all the you others. just got out of college, though, so that's that's a whole different story. You know, most of us, or a lot of us, when we first got out of college, I lived at home for a little bit after college, and by a little bit, I mean fifteen years. No, that's not true. Um, but yeah, that it was like okay, now I, you know, I'm out of college. That first summer, I was looking for. Uh, that first summer, I was gone. I was working somewhere else. Then I came back, got a new job, and moved into my own apartment. But, you know, and our daughter left college and went to New York for a couple of years and then moved back to New Orleans, and now she's living in Chicago. And, um, you know, like I said, she's stayed on our health insurance, which will kill you if you don't. All right, we got to do this then. There's so much more. It's WTMJ Nights. More WTMJ Nights coming up. Day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. The night is, well, it began an hour ago, but we're glad you're here anyway. 855-616-1620 is the Old National Bank. Talk and text line, Old National Bank. Get old, our text question of the night. What is the biggest problem facing the U.S. today? Uh, one of our responses, greatest problem facing the U.S., the ever-increasing problem of habitual criminality, often violent and without human empathy, from the unsupervised, impulsive, usually armed youth uh, and young adults. So we are, going to, uh, we are going to reveal the survey and what the survey respondents said they thought the biggest problem in the U.S. is. But we have to turn to one of the most, uh, in my opinion, useless institutions in the country today, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Tommy, did you see the, did you see the nominees? I did not. It is a, well, first of all, Let's be honest. It's not the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame anymore, and it hasn't been for a while. And I know you're, oh, listen to the old man complain about genres of music. No, no. I like all kinds of genres of music. But if something is called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I think rock and roll should be the people who get in. Now, does that mean some of the past inductees or the nominees are not top-notch songwriters, performers. No, I just, let's call it what it is. The Popular Music Hall of Fame or just the Music Hall of Fame. You know, they have a Songwriters Hall of Fame. They don't let anybody in who's not a songwriter. So if we're going to, if everybody's eligible, that's fine. Just change the name of it. 
so the 2023 nominees were issued today. Let's go through them. Uh, you can, Tommy, I want to hear your, because you're probably, you're probably a little more hip to the music scene than I am, but these are all older acts because you have to be, it's got to be 25 years since your first album. Okay. To be considered for nomination for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. First of all, Kate Bush, uh, who, you know, had a run and then got really popular this year because of Stranger Things and that Running Up a Hill song. Yep. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Cheryl Crow. Legend. She just wants to have some fun. She, I think she deserves it. You know, had a, had a number of really big albums, big hits. Um, was a rock and roll act, even though she started out as a backup singer for uh, Michael Jackson and some other people. Missy Misdemeanor Elliott. Oof. Hip-hop star. And see, again, if this was a music hall of fame, I welcome hip-hop. You know, I, I listen to some hip-hop. I'm not Mr. Hip-hop. I'm not going to try to pass myself off as that. But I don't know. There are Listen, I think they all, just let them all in. Iron Maiden, who's been nominated about 752 times. Uh, it's a, at some point, this is like, I equate this to Kevin McCarthy. At some point, if you don't win after all these times, you got to get out. Now, Kevin McCarthy finally did win uh, the speakership. But Iron Maiden, I don't know if they're ever going to get in. And their fans yell every year. They be oh, the big hullabaloo about Iron Maiden not getting in, just like KISS fans did for years until KISS finally got in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, so Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden should just do, just kind of do what Ozzy did when Black Sabbath was getting passed over. Ozzy told them he didn't, Take our name out of consideration. We don't want to be. We don't want to be in. Next year they were inducted. So that's my advice to Iron Maiden. Joy Division uh, slash New Order, right? Not uh, you know. A lot of these. A lot of these I'm familiar with, but I don't consider them rock. I don't know what I consider them. More pop, I guess. Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper. I consider pop. I consider her talented. She had you know. A few big hits, and then she kind of went away. Now I know she's got psoriasis. I hear about it all the time when I see her on TV. That's all she's talking about is her psoriasis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, kind of my so, familiarity with her as well. Yeah, do I want somebody itching all through the ceremony? I don't think so. And no, I'm not making fun of people with psoriasis. Relax. Um, yeah, you you came way after her. You know, girls just want to have fun, and uh, her hanging around with Captain Lou Albano, the wrestler with uh, rubber bands in his beard, all that. That was way before your time, wasn't it? Uh, considering I have zero idea what you're talking about, I would say yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, then we'll say we'll take that as a yeah, Gramps. I have no idea what that is. Uh, George Michael again, very successful with Wham, not a rock band. Very successful by himself, not a rock performer. I don't think. I would have thought he would have uh, been in by now. To be honest. Really? Yeah, I mean, just for the name power alone and obviously what they've been nominating into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, see, that's just it. Under the under the guidelines that seem to have happened over the last number of years, it was like, because if you remember, the, the first year they were going to, a, a hip-hop artist got nominated, people lost their mind. And then the Hall of Fame kind of went, well, listen, we're, we're inclusive of all kinds of genres. Pop, rock, 
little bit of country, a little bit of hip-hop thrown in there. Uh, we're going to let everybody in. We're going to let uh, George Michael in because, you know, he wore leather pants and picked up guys at a rest stop bathroom. Uh, we're, he's coming in, too. So everybody gets in. Everybody's going to have fun. Now, before I say this name, I will preface it by saying I am a huge fan of this artist. Huge. Uh, I think last week when we, when we were talking about sleeping out for tickets, for concert tickets, I told you I slept out for a couple days to see Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson is nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I challenge anyone to say the name Willie Nelson and the first genre that pops into your mind is rock and roll. If any genre other than country pops into your mind, I, I'll believe you're being a little disingenuous. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, and, and again... I love Willie Nelson. I've seen him a number of times. He deserves. He's in the Country Music Hall of Fame. He's in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. The guy's, the guy's unbelievable. Plus, he's in his eighties. He's getting high. He's rolling around on a bus. God bless him. Not rock and roll. Could he be? Folk this was rock? like last, huh? I mean, could he be like folk rock kind of thing? Is there an angle there? I, I don't even consider him folk rock. Because he was he was country country. You know, Willie has he was outlaw country. He was he was one of the big Texas outlaws. Um and his early stuff is really country. So no. But last year, last year they inducted Dolly Parton. Again, huge Dolly Parton fan. And I know she's written a ton of very successful pop songs. But I don't know. But it, who cares now? Ever the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is just uh, an excuse to put on a big TV show. Uh, Rage Against the Machine is nominated. Now, that's a band I thought would have been in already. Yeah, me as well. Soundgarden, same thing. I would have thought Soundgarden was in. Uh, going way back in time for the Spinners. Big fan of Rubber Band Man. I loved that song when I was in grade school. I don't know why. Uh, Tribe Called Quest. The White Stripes, and finally Warren Zevon, who uh, who should have been in years ago. One of the greatest songwriters ever. He he performed rock songs, uh, great story songs. The rumor is that Billy Joel actually wrote a letter to the nominating committee, urging them to put Warren Zevon on the ballot. So I hope I hope Warren Zevon gets in. Uh, you can go to uh, vote.rockhall.com, and um, I don't know. Do you, I have a feeling. I think they put in seven. They put in seven bands. So out of there, there's three, six, nine, twelve, fourteen. So half of these are getting in, half aren't. If we were to pick, if we were to pick the seven, I would say. All right, I'm going to say Warren Zevon. I'm going to say White Stripes. Cheryl Crow. Tribe Called Quest. Rage Against the Machine. They're going to give it to Willie Nelson because he's... For the name alone. Probably not, not going to be around much longer. And who do you think the seventh would be, Tommy? Oof, I, I don't even do remember you throw it to the them. spinners for nostalgia? Sure, why not? They've been around let's, so let's, long. Yeah, let's throw the spinners in. Uh, they were they were huge in the '60s. We'll get the spinners in there. Uh, so those are those. That's my seven. My prediction for the seven that are going to actually make it in. 
Okay. Because I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Actually, we we got to be running out of people. Because a lot, a lot of the great acts are already in. They've snubbed a lot of great acts for years and years and years. Excuse me. And now it's like, uh, let's just put everybody in. We're going we're gonna to let them all go in. Maybe that's why they're switching up the genre, too, because rock is not as popular as it used to be. Like, got to include wow. everything. So then by 25 years from now, they're going to have to start inducting whatever they can. All right, Roger Daltrey. Rock is dead, they said. I didn't say it was Long dead. It's just definitely not to the power that it was. No, it's not. There, there's not either. much. Yeah, there's, you know, you have the classic rock, and then I don't know what is. And, and again, I am out of. Uh, I am out of touch musically. I'm going to admit that. I don't, I don't seek out a lot of new music. I enjoy the music I enjoy. You know, whether it's country or classic or a lot of classic rock, a lot of country. I'm not going to lie to you. Like some yacht rock, little 70s, because uh, that's top 40 radio when I was growing up, was which now considered yacht rock. Um, like some uh, Irish music. I like uh, like Southern brass band, Mardi Gras kind of music. And But I'm, I'm also, if somebody says, hey, man, you should listen to this. I'm like, no, I'll listen to it. And then... You know, maybe I find something good. Do you have a? Are you a music guy, Tommy? Yeah, I'm not really into. I would say the mainstream. I know a lot of the stuff though, but if you looked at my playlist, I would be surprised if you knew a lot of who they were. To be honest, and that's with anyone. Yeah, that's. I, I would imagine that's true. I I know my daughter likes Taylor Swift. Other than that, I don't know what she listens to. Taylor Swift's uh, great. She's mentioned Taylor. Yeah. We were driving home from uh, Dallas at the beginning of January, and my daughter was like, because she's, oh, she's got tickets to two shows. She can't wait. She's a Swifty. And she was like, can you put on some Taylor Swift? And I I almost caught myself going, oh, man. And I was like, no, yeah, sure. All right. I said, uh, pull up a Spotify playlist and show me what, you know, pick which one you think is great. And she picked the one. And we listened to Taylor Swift for a couple hours. And I knew she was shocked that I knew a lot of the lyrics because, yeah, I was singing along. I'll belt out a love story. I'll belt out, uh, you know, some of the early Swift. Yeah. I, I mean, go, oh, geez. You, you just shake it all off. I do. Because the hater's going to hate, 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 Tommy. And the player's going to play, 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 play. <laughs> I'm just going to shake oh my. it off. All right. Now that I've terrified everyone and horrified them with my encyclopedic knowledge of Taylor Swift, let's do this. And then there's more. It's WTMJ Nights. Sing along, friends. It's a redheaded stranger, Willie Nelson. I feel like I'm working in Nashville now. From the 414, most music now sucks. I love 21 Pilots. I'd vote Spinners and Willie. I don't like any of the rest. So there you go. Talking about the talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominations. These are not the inductees this year, but seven of them will be. All right. We've got uh, after the 730 News, I am going to reveal the results of this poll, which brought up our text question of the night tonight, which is, what's the biggest problem facing the U.S. today? If you want to jump in before I give the uh, give the information out, it's 855-616-1620. That's the Old National Bank talk and text line, Old National Bank, get old. As if Memphis wasn't having enough trouble 
with uh, all the horrors going on down there with the police department. A Memphis man is now behind bars after he broke into a woman's home and drank her vodka. I drink your milkshake and your vodka. Jared Kidd, he's facing a number of charges. He broke in... Uh, to a home in the university area of Memphis. The woman who owns the home alleged says he allegedly broke in. Uh, she woke up to a voice yelling, Hello, is anybody home? Because if you're a burglar, that's the best way. You wake him up with yelling. When she finally summoned the nerve to investigate, she found her bottle of vodka had been nearly emptied. Tommy, let me ask you this. You're at home in the middle of the night. You hear somebody in your house going, Hello, is anybody there? You get up. Is the first thing you check your vodka? I. It's near the top five. All right. Well, fair enough. See, that's where that's where I like to get a different perspective. Because for me, my booze is like lower down on the list. Well, I, I check I, would, on, I guess you if know. you count family, like they're up there. Dogs, <laughs> sure, sure. But you yeah, but, I mean, after that, like computer, vodka, like where, where else? All we right. Going? So yeah, you need them both for work. I got gotcha. you. Exactly. All right. <laughs> When police and people are like, eh, it's obvious. When police arrived, they found him outside threatening to throw a rock at him. So the police tased him, put him under arrest. Uh, he told them he'd only broken into the house because he thought there were three dead bodies inside, and he'd wanted to make sure they were okay. Thought they were at the bottom. And once of the he vodka. found out there were no dead bodies, he grabbed himself some vodka to celebrate, I guess. Because nothing says, whoo, nobody's dead than a screwdriver. That's fantastic. Let's do this. Then it'll be news time. And we got a we we got a lot to get to in the last half hour here on WTMJ Nights. All right, on the other side of the news, we will reveal the results of a survey that brought about our text question of the night. So you have a couple more minutes to get your answer into this. What's the biggest problem facing the United States today? Old National Bank talking text line is 855-616-1620. And then, oh man, the Super Bowl is coming and many of us are concerned about the game. A lot of people are concerned about the commercials. We've already got the advanced buzz on what commercials we should be looking forward to. So we'll get to all of that. And then if your snacks are going to cost more for the Super Bowl, a Michigan six-year-old did all kinds of crazy stuff. There's just a lot to get to before 8 o'clock because after the 8 o'clock news, of course, it's Brewers Weekly with Dominic Catronio. So that will be coming up. And uh, then, man, oh, man, then we're just we're rolling into the weekend. You have big plans yet, Tommy? Uh, I know it's only not Wednesday, this weekend, but I'm already I don't looking to think. I think I'm going to be working most of it. Oh, man. Well, that's good. Beats the alternative, right? Right. I'm not breaking into any houses looking for vodka, that's for sure. Listen, uh, you said that it probably wasn't this guy's first vodka. I claim it was not the, the victim's first vodka either. Because, again, if the first thing you think about when, you, when your house is getting broken into is, where's my hooch? Uh, maybe you need to reevaluate, you know? Because I, I, here's the thing. I would go family, pets, computer, television, and then really anything, you know, maybe a See, maybe you're a running out of, of ideas before vodka, though. You no, are. I'm looking around like pictures. Cause, but my computer has all my pictures on it. So that my phone, iPad, all those, those electronics I don't want stolen. doesn't want your guys' pictures either. Well, if he takes the computer, he's got my pictures. And Tommy, you don't know what's on my phone. Fair enough. Fair enough. So you're see you're you're, you're getting a little uh, you know you get a little ahead of yourself, because I'm betting 
as an intrepid journalist who's now standing by in the WTMJ 24-hour newsroom, Wyatt Barmore Pooley might be interested in some of the things that might pop up if he were to get into my hard drive. I'm so glad to know you won't be here to with my All right, bringing it down a little bit. Who is this, Tommy? I'm embarrassed that I don't know. No, it's his, uh, Jeremy Zucker. Didn't think you would know it. Well, you were right. But it's, see, I find it very pleasant. I did it. Did it for you. Yeah, I like it. All right. Uh, our text question of the night has been, what is the biggest problem facing the U.S.? Now, I saw this today. A new poll that was released on Monday. Despite Americans getting socked in the wallet, the government and poor leadership took over the number one spot. Last year it was inflation over the past year. 21% of Americans named it as the most important problem facing this country today compared to the 15% who said so last year. That according to a new Gallup poll. Inflation in the economy came in last year as the top two issues, tied at 16% each, followed by the government, immigration, and unifying the country. Uh, American concerns over the last year with the economy fell 6 percentage points to 10%. Inflation fell 1 point to 15%, and immigration rose 3 points to 11%. Uh, the percentage of Americans who named unifying the country as one of the problems remained the same. Uh, this poll was conducted between January 2nd and the 22nd uh, when the discovery of classified documents at uh, President Biden's Delaware home and House of Representatives' uh, prolonged effort to elect Kevin McCarthy dominated the headlines. So the approval rating, though, for President Biden and for Congress remained basically unchanged over the past year. That's 41% for the president, 21% for Congress. So... Republicans believe that the government and poor leadership is more of a problem than Democrats by uh, six percentage points. So there you go. Thank you to everybody who chimed in with the text question of the night with your thoughts on the biggest problem facing the U.S. I would have to say the, uh, that that would be government poor leadership tied with unifying the country are my uh, top two. Followed. There's, there's not a big... There's not a big gap, though, between number one and number three, four, and five with uh, gas prices and uh, grocery prices and all that kind of stuff. Well, a lot so, of them are related. But that's, to, uh, that's what the poll said. What's that, Tommy? I said a lot of them are related, too. I mean, they kind of go hand in hand. Right, a lot exactly. Of this stuff. So hard to put one above the other. Well, yeah. It is. Especially, well, if you look at like my two examples, government and uh, government, Congress, and you know the unifying the country well that's all that's all interconnected because if the government isn't doing a good job and the divisiveness that comes with politics keeps getting more and more vicious none of that nobody's going to believe in in any of that stuff but what we can all believe in is that there is going to be a football game in a couple of weeks it's going to uh, feature the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Some people call it the Super Bowl. I don't know if legally I can say that. So I'll call it the Supper Bowl because a lot of us eat a lot of food during the game. Now, if the lawyers call Tommy, he'd say, no, he he has a speech impediment. He didn't say Super Bowl at all. I got you. He just, yeah, thank you. I know you got my back. Are you one of these people who is looking forward to the commercials? Oh, of are course. You, are you... 
Are you that guy? You like the commercials? I, I'm kind of surprised if you're not that guy, too, a little bit, I will say so myself, Brian. Well, here's the deal. I used to be that guy when we didn't see the commercials until the Super Bowl because then it was fun. You know, you'd be watching the game, and instead of running off to the bathroom at commercial break, you'd go, oh, wait, i got to see these commercials. Now, over the past, I don't know, maybe five to ten years, all the commercials have been leaked before the Super Bowl. So there's no drama left. It is the ultimate spoiler alert for advertising. I, now, I guess I, I don't it. seek them out that much, so I, I don't know if I believe that. I, I mean, obviously I do see some beforehand, but I, I yeah. still feel surprised whenever I sit down to watch them. Do you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, I'll watch the next day, the Super Bowl Monday, which I think we all can agree should be a holiday, uh, I'll go through, you know, because they always re release the list of the best and the worst, and I'll check out the ones I haven't seen. Um, but I don't, I, I don't look forward to them as much as I used to. I like the element of surprise. I'm a guy who didn't want the doctor to tell us what we were having, a boy or a girl. I just wanted to know if it was a healthy baby. Uh, I, like, I like a surprise now and then. So I'm going to ruin, all, if you're like me, I'm going to ruin your surprise because AdWatch came out today and said, these are the nine biggest ads to watch for. Man, if you're ready now, we won't, we're not playing anything. I'll just, you know, tell you. Um, the nine commercials to look forward to, a 30-second spot last year went for about $7 million. So I get companies wanting to get a little more bang for their buck and releasing them early so people can start talking about them. If you pay $7 million for 30 seconds, you're like, mm, I want people to see it more than that. And they will afterwards, but... So we were talking the other day, was it last week or the week before, when M&M's shocked the world and retired yep. their spokes candies? Yep, it's going to yeah. be Maya Rudolph now? Yeah, Yes, <laughs> it is Maya Rudolph. And the bag now says uh, Maya's. So M-M-A, capital M, small A, capital A, capital Y, small A. Um, now everybody knows that it's it's a publicity stunt. Uh Every, you know, there was backlash last year because, oh my gosh, there was, they took off the green M&M's boots and they put her in gym shoes and people forgot that uh, she was a, a candy spokes cartoon, not a real person. So Maya Rudolph is in. The gimmick is clearly not permanent, but uh, we'll see what happens with that. We knew, we all, we knew. You called Anybody that. with any intelligence knew. Yep. I did. You were all over it. Thank you, Tommy. Finally, a little credit. I, I was you there. want me to go back and read the one about how you have a beautiful radio voice? Yeah, for sure. we're giving each other Let's credit do that now. to start right, every show now from now on, too. All right, here, I want, I'm going to read it clean, and then you can use it as a drop to start the show. Brian, whoever is your producer slash sidekick, he has the perfect radio voice. Just saying, and that could be a huge asset in a radio career. Still love you, Mike. Yeah, so now you can put that to music. We'll drop it in. We'll get to. We'll build up a big, a big intro for the show. We we should we Not should we rank the commercials and see where we stand with each other the day after the Super Bowl. I'm sure we'll have a All show. Right. Yeah, that's uh, bring our top five favorites. Is... Top five we were disappointed right. with, and then compare. Yeah, oh, we'll definitely. Yeah, we'll. Definitely talk about that. We'll come. So I'll give you these top nine that we'll be in that we'll be watching for. So M and M's. They say avocados from Mexico. 
Anna Ferris is going to be in that one. Uh, FanDuel, Gronk's Kick of Destiny. That's going to be great. So, I heard about that one. Yeah. He's going to try to kick a 25-yard field goal in a live ad for FanDuel. Um, fans can place bets on it uh, to win a share of $10 million. Wow. Bush Light. Wow. Who knew that a beer that we used to drink out of necessity because of its cost back in college is now can now afford a Super Bowl commercial? But, of course, Bush is a Budweiser product. Sarah McLaughlin is singing Angel while sharing a tent with wolves in the wilderness. Oh, no. Uh, confusing Anheuser Bush's in Bev's Bush guy. I don't know who the Bush guy is. I've never seen that. I don't see a lot of Bush up in this area. Bush seems to be more toward Southern Illinois and Missouri, you know, because it's a cheaper, it's a cheaper beer from Anheuser Busch. Hey, I've I've had Bush Light. I've I've sunk down to that before. Have you had Bush Light? Oh yeah, yeah for sure. I used to drink a lot of Bush back in the day, back in college, because going to Southern Illinois, we got a lot of. Uh, I had a lot of friends that were from the St. Louis metro area. And Bush was their beer. Right. And then obviously. Bush Light started, so mm -hmm. we drank that. Yeah, okay. Bush and Bush Fair Light. Enough. And then it was Lone Star, because Lone Star was really cheap. Oh, no, no. I never got into that. Oh, come on. We always thought we were like Urban Cowboy as we're drinking Lone Star, because it was like $4 for a 12-pack. Big money. We're fancy. That's, that's the kind of guys I hung out with. Brian Cranston is going to be in Popcorners breaking soon. Oh, Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul are going to spoof uh, their RV scene. Nice. Dave Grohl is doing a Crown Royal commercial. Okay. That I want to see. I like Dave Grohl. That's a rock star right there, Dave Grohl. Doritos is doing a collaboration. Missy Elliott, another Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominee, and first-class rapper Jack Harlow are going to collaborate in a spot for barbecue Doritos. They're a classic. They're always in the Super Bowl now, feels like. Yeah. I'm wary of all the new flavors, though. I I go back. I'm a nacho cheese guy. Yeah, cool nacho ranch all day. Just the basic blue. Really? Yeah. Have you tried the really hot ones? The you know, Satan's Satan's butt. No, I, they I, call don't, the really, I don't. I'm really not really into the spicy chip game, honestly. Those things. One of my buddies loves spice, crazy spice, and he brought it to the house. And I was like, oh, how hot can they be? Uh, three minutes later, I looked like I was in the Batmobile. Flames were just shooting out of me. It was horrifying. I don't know how popular they are now, but my favorite commercial by far last year was the Crypto.com uh, QR code scan where it looked like an old TV box where it was like bouncing around and it gave you oh, 30 okay. seconds. Oh, I don't remember that one. Oh, I, I just thought it was the most genius marketing tactic I've ever seen. Everyone pulled their phone out. It crashed their website. Everyone wanted to scan the QR code, <laughs> and it was just amazing. I, I, I never saw. I thought it was the most genius commercial I've ever seen. Wow! I'll have to go back and check that out because I don't remember that one. What was I even? I know I watched the game last year. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, Serena Williams and Brian Cox from Succession are going to spoof Caddyshack in a Michelob Ultra commercial. And Heinz means 57, so Heinz uh, Ketchup, you know, knows 57. This is Super Bowl 57 over its use of the Roman numerals. They're gonna oh, do that. nice, I'm nice. looking forward to the return of the E-Trade baby. Do you remember the E-Trade baby? Yeah, it came back last year, didn't it? 
I don't. Well, they're saying the return of the E Trade baby. So I don't remember if he was back last year, but I love me some E Trade baby. Classic commercial. This is uh, this. This to me is a uh, spells the uh, spells doom for Marvel. Paul Rudd and Paul Rudd as Ant Man is going to be shilling for non-alcoholic Heineken. Gross. I don't want my superheroes reduced to hucksters for non-alcoholic beer. And they Even must be though, paying them well. Oh, they well they have to pay the licensing. Then they have to pay Paul Rudd a ton. So Heineken, but yeah, Heineken's got a little money behind them. They're doing all right. I did have that non-alcoholic Heineken though when I was in Ireland, because we stopped at a pub for lunch and I was driving, so I didn't want to drink. Uh, surprisingly good. Yeah, what's the alcoholic fun? Heineken. What's the fun? Well, it was I was having I was having you know pub food that a beer would be great with, but I was also driving down cow paths where the locals were going 100, so I needed my wits about me. So I, that time I actually drank it for the taste, and it was, it was perfect. So there you go. And we talked about him earlier. He retired from, uh, from his tour of the U.K. and Europe, but Ozzy is coming back in as the co-worker from hell for a new... Advertiser to the Super Bowl workday. So uh, yeah. That'll be fun to see Ozzy. All right, we gotta get uh we gotta get some business taken care of. Then we'll talk a little bit about if you're planning your menu and a six-year-old who went hog wild, a lot to go in the final part of WTMJ Nights. We were talking about the Super Bowl commercials, but let's uh, let's be honest, what we're really worried about are the snacks. We know grocery prices have been going up, 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 but here's this is this is good. Good news for things during Super Bowl 57. Uh, chicken wings are 22% less than they were last year, so that's good, according to a Wells Fargo Super Bowl food report. So a pound of chicken wings has dropped $3.38 since last year, so that's good. Price of avocados is down 20%. If you like shrimp, that's dropped 17%. Sirloin steak has decreased by a dollar a pound. So this is all good for your for your chow. Uh, you could save on uh, save on your food, but the boozy booze might cost us a little more. Beer is 11% higher than it was last year. Wine is up 4%, and spirits have climbed 2%. So before February 12th, Make sure you are there. Yes. Uh, so the thirteenth, Tommy, we will uh, we will go over the commercials. Yeah, I'm down with that and see what's up, because that's my that's my last show before I head to Mardi Gras. Oh, so I okay. I might not be able to speak when I get back. Celebrate, but uh, yeah, we'll do that. Oh, we got to celebrate big. Uh, not like this kid. Not like a six year old kid in Michigan. He celebrated big. He racked up a thousand dollars worth of food orders on Grubhub. Thousand dollars. Um, so this kid's name is Mason Stonehouse, which is, if you're, I, I kind of like the creativity. You got a last name Stonehouse. Your parents go stone. Ma yeah. Mason. That's going to go with it. Oh, you know? I like it. Yeah. I didn't even think him. of that until you just said it. Yeah. That's a great Maybe They should have called him brick. Brick would have been even <laughs> yeah. would have been cool too. Hi, I'm brick Stonehouse. Then, you know, you only really have a couple of career paths, right? If you're if you're named Brick Stonehouse, uh, 
Yeah, well, you guys can figure it out. I don't need to spell it out for you. Anyway, so Mason Stonehouse, no relation to Brick, he had been playing with his dad's phone earlier in the day, ordered up about $1,000 worth of Grubhub orders. The food starts showing up at the house uh, about 9 o'clock Saturday night, and it just kept coming. So according to footage from their ring camera, delivery after delivery were coming to the house. Imagine... <laughs> Imagine you're sitting there. Oh, somebody pranked us. They sent us a pizza. Oh, now they sent us chicken. Oh, now they sent us Thai food. Who is pranking me like this? Mason ordered basically every food that ever existed, his dad said, including shrimp, salads, shawarma, chicken pita wraps, sandwiches, chili cheese fries, multiple orders of ice cream. So much food was ordered that the uh, dad, the dad's bank sent him a fraud alert, declining $400 worth of pizza that, that was ordered. So the dad tries calling the restaurants going, hey, we, you know, we're not ordering this food. And the restaurants were like, too bad. You've got to call Grubhub. No luck. The food just kept coming. They shared all the leftovers with neighbors. They've been eating the rest as leftovers. Um, the dad said, well, all the food was being delivered. I figured out what had happened. I went to talk to Mason about what he did. And this is the only part that makes me laugh. I was trying to explain to him that it wasn't good, and he puts his hand up and stops me and says, Dad, did the pepperoni pizzas come yet? He said he was laughing so hard he had to walk out of the room. But then he went back in, and they started taking little bits of money out of his uh, piggy bank to teach him a lesson to show him what money was. All right, listen, we have had a wonderful time tonight. Tommy, pleasure as always. I will talk to you next week. Uh, I'll talk to everybody else tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. Have a wonderful night. Brewers Weekly with Dominic Catronio comes your way on the other side of the news. See you tomorrow. Bye.